0: Hi, it's Mark Sinkowitz. Last month, I had the pleasure of attending the National Association of Plant Breeders annual meeting in Ames, Iowa. As always, I sat down with this year's Borlaug Scholars to talk about their career, where they're headed, and why the Borlaug Scholarship is of value to them. The NAPB Borlaug Scholars Program strengthens the plant breeding profession by helping support attendance of future leaders at the NAPB annual meeting. Luis Salazar is a fifth year PhD candidate in the horticulture and agronomy graduate group studying plant breeding and genetics at the University of California, Davis. His research focuses on the physiology and genetics of salinity tolerance in wild lettuce species. We talk about his work, how he didn't choose lettuce, but lettuce chose him, and what being a Borlaug scholar and attending this year's meeting of the National Association, of Plant Breeders means to him. Enjoy our chat. Now what made you want to work with lettuce specifically out of all the crops you could have worked with why did you pick lettuce?
1: Yeah so it really was a little bit out of uh, circumstance uh, going to the University of California Davis um, I kind of ended up in the Mitchmore lab. Uh, my PI is Richard uh, Mitchmore. And so I like to say that lettuce chose me, <laughs> um, and that Richard, you know, kind of took a chance on me. But I'm very glad that it did because um, my background was in uh, tomatoes during my undergrad. Um, so lettuce was something wildly different. But I've come to really enjoy it because, uh, particularly working with wild species of lettuce and whatnot, um, I do have a background in uh, environmental horticulture, um, so I've learned a lot about plant taxonomy, and I just have a general interest in things like botany, in addition to plant genetics. Um, so I have a big interest in working with wild germplasm or working with uh, different sources of genetic diversity in crops. So it's been very interesting to work with wild uh, species, let us see how wide of a variation there is. and um, you know, one of the species I work with, it's uh, very waxy. Um, it's almost blue in color. It's very spiny. Um, and in general, I think lettuce is a very interesting crop to work with, especially in the kind of like the vegetable horticultural world, um, because it is a leafy green. I was very used to working with a fruit, but in this case, you really have to consider the entire uh, plant physiology and uh, everything. So you kind of have to really consider it on a whole plant system level. Um, So that's been very interesting as well
0: You don't just work in lettuce. You also lead the tomato breeding program scope What is scope and why is your work there important for the organic industry?
1: Yeah, so scope is the student collaborative organic plant breeding and education project out of UC Davis Um, So it is a student-led organic plant breeding initiative and the reason why it's important is because Uh, Most crops are bred for conventional agricultural systems, and with plant breeding, um, you know, the environment plays such a big role in how cultivars and plant varieties perform. So organic systems or other sustainable types of agricultural systems just have very different inputs, different management practices, and ultimately that causes, you know, different environmental systems or environmental, you know, just different environments that these uh, crop varieties grow in. A lot of uh, you know, the crop varieties that you can order in a seed catalog are optimized more for conventional systems, but not necessarily for organic systems. So organic growers are kind of forced to use these crops that aren't really optimized for their organic systems or uh, whatever agriculture systems they're growing in. So our goal is to kind of work with uh, local farmers or local organic farmers to kind of do some participatory plant breeding um, and collaborating with other organic breeders um, in order to breed varieties that are a little bit more optimized for organic systems and uh, you know with traits that they're looking for. So with tomatoes, um, again, my background was in tomatoes, specifically uh, the genetic of flavor uh, under Dr. Harry Klee at the University of Florida. And so coming into this program, um, I had a big focus on flavor, and that's what a lot of people um, have told me they miss in you know, tomatoes. Uh, a lot of people would tell me how they were so used to heirlooms and whatnot. So in the scope program, uh, we use heirloom tomatoes to breed uh, kind of improved heirloom types with uh, improved disease resistance, but with uh, pretty decent yields, trying to make it comparable to some Uh, kind of industry uh, standards and whatnot and as well as uh, for fresh markets of course um, and uh, potentially maybe things like chefs.
0: Now after your PhD you want to be a plant breeder with a focus on abiotic stress tolerance and fruit quality in horticultural crops. What's your dream crop that you want to work on and why? Is, Is that tomato or is there another crop that you kind of have your sights set on?
1: Yeah, I would. Um, you know, my undergraduate experience was in tomato. Um, part of my graduate experience has been tomato, um, and tomato is very important to me, um, both just through my plant breeding experience, but also um, culturally as well. Um, I am a Latino, so you know, tomatoes are kind of you almost ubiquitously used in Latin culture and cuisine and whatnot. Um, and i am also i like to say that i'm a home cook um so not only do i care about plant breeding um through like the genetic aspect i really care about it through just uh culinary purposes and uh you know eating well so definitely um my work in tomato has really reflected in how i you know make meals and cook at home so honestly i would I think I would be happy to continue working with tomato. However, um, the other kind of like botanist side of me, uh, I would love to work with something like an orphan crop, something like cassava, or kind of something just out there, such as, uh, I kind of thought about it, and I think it would be really cool to work with dragon fruit. Um, Mostly because I think uh, horticulturally, it's a very interesting crop, it's a cactus. Um, However, uh, I'm not, the biggest fan of the fruit I find for such like a stunning plant it's not as flavorful as I think it could be (laughs) Um, and with the background in flavor I think it'd be interesting to maybe breed uh, perhaps like a more flavorful variety of uh, dragon fruit but yes I would love to continue to work with tomatoes
0: now how did you first get interested in plant breeding in the first place
1: Uh, it's kind of a funny story but You know, as a kid, I've always just been interested in biology and science and whatnot, Um, and I've always been kind of around plants. My mom grew orchids, which I helped her grow orchids. My great uncle had a huge garden back in Florida with papayas and whatnot. Um, But it all really came down to carnivorous plants. Um, Back in the when I was about 11, uh, my family and I were at a Hobby Lobby and I found a growing kit for carnivorous plants. And North American species of carnivorous plants, most of them require something called stratification for the seeds where they have to go through a cold period to simulate the winter time. So when I brought this kit home uh, and it it told me to put the seeds in the fridge for eight weeks. Um, So I put it in the soil in this little like plastic dome and I kept it in the fridge, my mom hated it, but um, she let me do it (laughs) and I took it out And after, you know, I waited those eight weeks and nothing germinated. So, you know, like 11 year old me was like devastated. I was so mad. And so I went to Google, was like, you know, like how do you grow carnivorous plants? Like, how do you germinate them? And it led to me um, on my 12th birthday, I like ordered, I convinced my mom to order carnivorous plants uh, from a California nursery. Um, And I was just like totally enamored with plants Uh, after that. um, And I still do grow carnivorous plants as a hobby, um, more than 10 years now. Um, And uh, soon after that, you know, I heard about GMO technology and whatnot. And with such an interest in plants, uh, when I heard about, you know, plant genetics and GMO and plant breeding, uh, I was around like 13, 14. And it just made total sense to me, I was like, that is absolutely what I want to do. And now here I am. Uh, soon to finish my PhD in plant breeding.
0: Yeah, congrats on being a Borlaug Scholar, we're here in Ames for the NEPB annual meeting. Why is this uh, scholarship of value to you as a grad student soon to finish your PhD? Yeah,
1: this has been uh, such an incredible opportunity for me. Um, I am interested in being an industry breeder and part of this uh, Borlaug Scholar program is being able to be, uh, to gain a mentor. And uh, my mentor is in the industry, so I've been able to connect with them. And I've been also able to meet so many others from the industry. Um, but in addition to that, um, you know, during this uh, meeting, the NAPB meeting, I've met all other sorts of uh, plant breeding students, uh, graduate students and undergraduates, and of course, uh, academics and professors. Um, this is, I think, really the first time I've been around so many people who are also just so focused on plant breeding. Um, There is just so much camaraderie and support here. Um, I feel like I totally fit in here. Um, And I've already have made some great connections and I'm sure in future years, I will, you know, obviously be coming back. Um, I would like to stay kind of connected with this amazing group of people. So definitely um, the support that I'm getting out of this, um, I know is uh, invaluable.
0: For more coverage of this year's NAPB meeting, visit seedworld.com NAPB 2022. Thanks for listening.